So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. We have another fantastic show lined up for you. Vicki Iba is in the green room waiting to come out and just blow your brain apart in a great way. She is an amazing young woman who has had several successful businesses. She's worked for corporate. She has so much experience. Uh, I cannot wait to introduce her to you so she can share her brilliance and her genius with you. I mean, she's in the back. I can see her scratching on the monitor saying, let me in, Brian. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. In just a moment, we will. The Mind Body Business Show, it is a show that I had developed with you in mind. And I mean that uh, literally, you, the business person, the entrepreneur, the individual looking to get that next great strategy, that next great tip, that next great tidbit of knowledge to take your business to that next level. Because no matter where we are today in our business, we are always striving for the next level. And guess what? There is always another level that we can achieve. And that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. It never ends. It's, it's forever fun because there's always another level to reach. And the Mind Body Business Show is, is just about that, is bringing on incredible, amazing, successful entrepreneurs from all over the world, just like Vicki Iba, that have done it, that have reached a level of success, that have figured it out to an extent to reach the level of success that they are at now, which is typically pretty high compared to uh, if you were to compare it to the average entrepreneur. And that is what I love about what I get to do on this show is to help extract from them what it is, the key elements that got them to that level of success. And speaking of that, the very name of the show is based on what I found out to be the three pillars of success from a period of about a decade of studying only successful people. And what does that mean? Well, people like the folks that had um, achieved a, a level of success, perhaps greater than myself, I thought I got curious, wh what makes you more successful than me? What makes you more successful than the average entrepreneur? And as I went through and talked to personal mentors of mine, coaches, um, authors that either I've met in person or that have long since passed and I've read their books. And what I noticed are these three elements kept bubbling to the top and they are the three components of the very name of this show. So mind being mindset. And that is to a person, each of these very successful individuals had developed a very powerful, very positive, and most importantly, which is often overlooked, a very flexible mindset. And then body. Body literally means that to a person, each of these individuals that I studied took care of themselves both physically by exercise and nutritionally by what they ingested. Really simple. Yet so few of us do that, don't we? <laughs> and then there's business. Business is so multi, multi, multifaceted and so interesting and intriguing and fascinating because with business, in order to build a successful, thriving, and scaling, ever scaling, growing business, one must master various skill sets in order to do that. Skill sets like marketing, sales, team building, systematizing, leadership. I mean, I could keep going on and on and on. 
And you probably heard the keyword master. Now, you know, to master anything in life takes that big T word time and a lot of it. So the good news is you personally don't have to master every skill set, not even the ones I just mentioned. If you master just one, one skill set, it can be the stepping stone, the pinnacle of leveraging all of the other ones. So do you want to know what that one skill set is that you should right now concentrate all of your efforts on mastering? Well, I shouldn't say all of your efforts. You have to do other things than just one, don't you? But most of your efforts, <laughs> yes, that skill set is the skill set of, are you ready? Leadership. Even if you don't yet have a team of your own, then start developing and cultivating a culture in your business as if you are leading yourself. There are many books written on the topic. We're not going to go into that right now. Uh, and speaking of books, oh my gosh, what a perfect segue. We uh, another uh, great uh, common trait of these incredible successful people is that to a person, they were also very avid readers of books. And so with that, I like to segue into a little segment I affectionately call bookmarks. Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. Yes, there it is. ReachYourPeakLibrary.com and Vicki Ibot is coming on very soon, I promise. Just a real quick word. ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. I know there are many of you out there that are going to start looking on their browser, typing that in and checking it out while the show is running. Please stop. Please don't do that. And this is for you, not for me. Instead, write it down. Yes, you know, the old-fashioned pen and paper. I've got mine, and I'm running the show, and I'm going to be taking notes, literally. What happens is I've spoken from stage many times. And in the beginning, especially, I would be up on stage and know that I'm getting to the real, quote-unquote, juicy part, the part that's really going to impact lives. And sometimes I would notice an attendee would get up out of their chair and walk out of the room, you know, they're looking at their phone, they got that all important text message, or they just had to go to the restroom. Many of times that's the, the reason why. Here's the thing, uh, I would hate for you to lose focus by going off and looking at a website or going off and trying to find that book that maybe Vicki recommends. I'll bet she recommends one or two. Everyone seems to recommend a book or two. Um, Instead, write it down and keep your attention on Vicky, please, for yourself. Because even that little act of taking your attention away may strip you of the valuable information that could literally change your life forever. So please, for yourself, not for me, not for Vicky, for yourself, write these resources down. There will be more. We will give you resources to contact Vicky. And uh, please write them down. We got a great prize to give away at the end. You don't want to miss that. You're going to write that URL down as well. And you'll enter to win after the show's over. You must be here present the entire time uh, to um, be able to enter to win that in incredible prize. So let's go on to reachyourpeaklibrary.com uh, really quick. It is literally a website that I had designed by my team with you in mind, once again, this is all about you, you'll find out. And this is to help you, the aspiring entrepreneur, the entrepreneur maybe who has achieved even greater success than yours truly, there's always another level to reach. And knowing that, there are always resources out there that you can take advantage of. And so this library is a compilation of books that I personally have read and vetted because I did not read voraciously until about, I was age 47. 
which was almost 12 years ago. 12, yeah, 12 years ago. I'll give you a second to do the math. I know everyone's doing it and uh, I'm fine with it. And so the, the beautiful thing is I began reading voraciously at the age of 47 and my gosh, what a change it made in my life and my personal and my business life. And I started actually marking the books that made an impact on me in a profound way. And they are all listed here. The purpose of this is simply to give you a place to where you can find a book here and have a greater, the greater odds of it not wasting your time. And I can't promise it won't waste your time. Maybe you've already read it. Maybe you know everything in it already. Uh, one of the books on here. Look at the list. Pick the first book that makes sense to you. Uh, go get it. You don't have to get it from this website. Get it from any uh, place of your choosing. This is not here to make money. It's here to provide you a list and a resource to basically take your business and your life to the next level. Speaking of taking your life and your business to the next level. Huh, enough yammering by this guy. It's time to bring on the true star of the show. That is right. Vicky Iba is coming on right now. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. And there she is, ladies and gentlemen. It is the one. It is the only Vicky Iba. Yes. Thank you, Brian. I am so excited to be here. Like this is, I normally don't do stuff in the evening, but I was really excited about getting to do this. Oh, and, and me, my, the excitement is all on my end and we're going to find out why everyone's going to know why. Uh, there's so many reasons. First and foremost, it's because of you as a person. Uh, it, you know, you probably learned this over your time in entrepreneur um, journey, Vicki, and that is that the true essence and, and reason people do business with a company is because of the people that run it more than the service that is offered. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If you don't like the people, you're just going to find somebody else. Yeah. And uh, maybe I'll ask that later. I don't want to give it away because one of my favorite questions to ask uh, of a successful entrepreneur like yourself, before we jump into the wonderful Q and A, which I cannot wait, I would like to formally and officially and properly introduce you, if I may. Would that be all right? That'd be great. All right. <laughs> Vicki Ibot is a certified coach and the founder of Know You to Grow You Business Coaching. I love that word, that name, where she works with women solopreneurs to shift out being stuck and frustrated to feeling like a CEO, a confident entrepreneurial owner. Ooh, do you, you see the play on that, that acronym? I love that. She doesn't believe in cookie cutter approaches. She instead helps each client uncover how they work best so they can get more done with less stress and with more flow. How many of you want that? I'm raising my hand right now. As a natural innovator, her clients love her personalized coaching style, her ability to listen deeply. Not too many people do that anymore. And her ability to tap into insightful divine downloads. I'm loving all these wonderful keywords. These are phenomenal. Please welcome Vicki Iba to today's show, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. I am so excited. So excited because I learned something new. I, and that's what I love about what I get to do, Vicki. I am the most blessed person on the planet to be able to run a show like this because of people like you. And uh, I get to learn some incredibly new uh, new things, new strategies, new personalities, new, uh, so many great, wondrous things. And in your case, I just happened to be perusing your website and you did something on there that was just 
marketing genius. And we will get into that in a little bit. It was, uh, I've never seen it done before. And it aroused my curiosity in such a great, profound way that I cannot wait, cannot wait to find out from you personally more details on the information surrounding the secret I'm talking about right now. <laughs> Talk about, oh my gosh, an open loop. What the heck is going on there? So um, I do want to know, though, there's one thing that I, I love to open the show with and I'm very curious about, especially with highly successful entrepreneurs as yourself, Vicky, and that is when it comes to our mind. You know, you have been through it. You've been in, through the corporate life. We'll ask, I'm going to ask you for your story here in just a moment. You've been through a corporate life uh, in two different situations, two different complete uh, uh, environments. And then you, uh, you basically branched out into entrepreneurship. And when you get to that latter stage entrepreneurship, <laughs> it's a whole different playing field. It's all on you. The stress can be monumental. Yeah. It is not for everybody. And I'm curious for you, Vicki, knowing every day, you know what lies ahead. You know that you must get more clients. You know that you must do more marketing. You know that you must do everything that you're responsible for. And there are arduous tasks, there are clients to deal with that maybe not be that may not be all that fun to deal with. There's just so much going on. When you wake up in the morning, what is keeping you driven mentally? What is keeping you always driven and excited and passionate about each and every day coming, knowing that all of these issues are going to be piling their way towards you? Well, part of it is I learned how to get rid of those issues. Mm -hmm. I learned how to get rid of the things that either I wasn't good at, I didn't need to do, or that just weren't fun for me. And so I, I started beginning my day with, I read, I meditate, I journal, I do things that make me happy first and foremost. Unlike my corporate days where the first thing I had to do because I was working around my son's schedule was I had to hop on the computer, go to my inbox, get as much work done as I could. And so it was a life of just problem after problem, fire after fire. And now I've really split up. So it's like if I didn't enjoy doing something, I just quit doing it. And I found a better way to do it that was more aligned with how I'm wired to do my work and the things I like to do. And so rarely ever do I wake up to a day where there's where there's something that I'm like, oh, I got to do that today. <laughs> One of the things I didn't like doing, I've kind of turned into a game so they're fun for me. Oh, this is like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Christopher Roush, how are you doing, brother? Hey, beautiful souls. There's a beautiful soul in his own right. Christopher has been one of my coaches a phenomenal young man. I love this guy to death. And yeah, uh, you just basically described, Vicky, a secret sauce that I think every entrepreneur on the planet wants to know, you know, what is in that Kool-Aid that you're drinking? We want to know the ingredients. And oh my gosh, we're going to reveal that. I hope you don't mind we reveal that here tonight on this <laughs> very show. I'm not kidding. Uh, you know, having been through those moments when I wake up and it's not like the moment I wake up and go, oh, I'm usually I wake up and I'm grateful and I go through certain things that that get my day started right. I'm not much of a ritual routine kind of guy, but most entrepreneurs I interview, such as yourself, do embark on routines, uh, especially in the morning. And for that, everyone, I do recommend you give it a go if you've never done it. And often I say, do what this guest right here is doing right now. She mentioned reading, meditating and journaling. 
So just curious for you, Vicki, what works uh, when it comes to reading? What kind of materials do you read? What topics, what authors, what, yeah. what is it? So in the morning, it's always at least 15 minutes of either a personal development book or a business book. Because for me, like that gives me ideas. I'm like, ooh, that's an interesting idea or that's a great quote or that's something worth talking about with more people. And so, and it varies. It's kind of like, Somebody will say, hey, this is a great book and I'll look at it. And you know how in Amazon you can do the little like, let me take a look at it and see how I, if I really want to buy this one or not. And so like all of my business books, like personal development, it has to be paper. It has to be paper because I've got to tab it. I've got to highlight it. It's just part of my practice. But I also in the evening, then I read fiction because that's mm. fun. It settles me down. And so I always have nonfiction and fiction going at all times. And uh, I don't know if my mom is watching, but we share a Kindle library. So she always lets me know I need new books because she's read more than me. <laughs> so I come from a family of readers. That's phenomenal. And then meditation, what does that consist of, if that's OK to ask? Yeah. So I'm not a great meditator. Like I am not the person who sits there for 20 minutes focused on my breath. So I do a lot of guided meditations and, you know, headspace can be your friend or it kind of teaches you how to meditate. Um, but because I have such an active mind and I'm always thinking of things all the time, I need sometimes to just go, okay, calm it all down, like settle down so you can land on the one thing to focus on today. I can relate to that one so well. <laughs> and then uh, journaling, what kind of, what, what, do you have a pattern? Do you journal about anything specific every day? Yeah. Does it change? So I always start with my gratitudes. Like what am I grateful for? Or what am I celebrating? And then the next piece I love to do is who do I want to be today? And to really get clear on who I want to be that day, because certain days require certain levels of being. Do I need to be supportive? Do I need to be, you know, creative? Do I need to be in flow? Like, what does the day call for? And it just helps center me in, like, who do I need to be before I start the doing? And then the last piece I go into is really I start looking at my day and I'm like, you know, how might I be able to navigate this? I knew I had to have a conversation today with somebody that we needed to coordinate some things. And I'm like, you know, how might I make that conversation the best it could be? And to start coming up with ideas. So it just kind of helps me get clear. It's kind of my clarity practice on, you know, who do I need to be and what do I need to do? I love it. And I love you've used the word twice now, at least the word flow. <laughs> And being a former, I would say, an athlete, but I say that tongue in cheek, I wasn't professional. I played, you know, as a, as a youth and through high school uh, and really loved what I did. But I know what it means when you're in that moment, you're in that flow moment. And you're like, where the heck has this been every time I step out on the field or the court? How come I can't just dial that up? And so when you say, uh, where do I need to be today or who do I need to be today? Is it in the flow? Is there a way for you to literally tap into that and say, just make it happen to go into that state of flow? I, I've kind of found my way to do it. I think different people have different ways to do it. For me, it's because of how I naturally approach work, it's coming up with ideas. It's brainstorming. It's literally sitting here and going, you know, I want to do a presentation on this. Okay, what are 20 different things I could do to 
talk about that. And then once I get those ideas going, I'll land on one and then I'll just go. And then I just move on with my process. So love it. But so, I think that morning practice for me is foundational to to getting into flow because I've gotten so centered and grounded that that I'm ready to be in flow. Totally makes sense. I mean, yeah, I'll bet I'll bet so many have uh, analyzed like an professional athletes that so much money's poured into that. What causes one to be in that state? Because it doesn't happen every day for any professional athlete. I mean, was it something you ate? Was it the way you slept? Was it what the heck was it? Is it what what is the altitude at the place you're playing at today? You know, that stuff. Uh, you just don't know. And uh, it, gosh, if one person could figure out how to bottle that, oh, talk about being very successful uh, and being able to spread their servitude farther and wider, that would be phenomenal. And so, yeah, it, it probably is a very personal thing. I would imagine that, especially when it comes to being in a business state of flow versus a physical state of flow. Very different, I would imagine. Uh, also, probably a lot of similarities too. Um, my goodness, I, I can't wait. I, I just I, I want to dive into the concept that you are um, that you discovered and that you embraced, became deeply involved with, certified, and it's called the Colby Index. Is that correct? Yeah. Now, if you so, before we go there, if you don't mind, we'll step back for just a moment. I'm curious. You went through some stages in your life. You started out in, in your adult life, uh, you know, working for other companies. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, go through that progression and how you ended up where you are today. You went through, at least that I know of, two corporate, different corporate jobs, yeah. what I would call corporate jobs. And then you then landed in entrepreneurship. How did that happen? And how have things changed for you personally as a result? Yeah. So I think for me, it always happens like I just followed the next thing that excited and delighted me. So I started out my career as a nurse at the bedside, got my degree to be a nurse practitioner. But I love teaching people like I loved teaching people. And so the education department at the hospital is like, mm, come on over. And so they brought me into the education department to be working with new nurses and new staff that came on. And while I was working in there, I noticed we were paying this outside company a lot of money to do our online education. And this was back in the 90s before that was really a big deal. And I found a book and I taught myself how to program courses. And I went to my leadership and said, we could do this in-house for less and gave them a proposal. And they essentially gave me a department and uh, we me and a couple other uh, nurse educators started creating all the online education, which then led to my next job, which was for a small software firm that developed courses for uh, CDC and Centers for Disease Control and the Department of Defense. And so I went and I worked for them. And then that was my very last corporate job because I found out that sometimes people think that you should just always be at work. And I had a son in the hospital who had epilepsy and needed brain surgery. And three days after his surgery, they called me and asked me to work. And I was like, no, I'm not going to. And it, it really was kind of this pivotal moment for me to go, I don't want somebody else controlling my time. I want to be in charge of my own time. And I just started my exit plan of I'm not going to work for somebody else ever again. 
And so that's when I went out on my own. And there were several processes through that too. But it really came down to, for me, time was my most important asset. And I was not going to let somebody else control my time anymore. That's a, a very astonishing and bold statement and, and a very great one to make and to put your foot down and say, that's it. This is my life. And it, it's going to be on my terms from now on as much as possible. There's still things that go on in an entrepreneur's life that can twist you a little bit from doing what you want to do when you want to do it, but that's okay. That's just called life. But, you know, having a corporate entity, um, you know, basically take the steering wheel of your life and tell you when to show up, when to, when to work, no matter what's going on with a son who's recuperating from brain surgery. My God, I just, when you first told me that and we were off the air just before the show, I was in disbelief. Like who would be that uncaring? that unthoughtful to even imply that, oh, I still want you to come in and work again today while your son is, my gosh, I, I just could not imagine it. So kudos to you, number one, for really, you know, I think it's automatic for a mom to say, my son is my priority, but kudos to you to making that very difficult decision even then, because there are implications by doing that. Um, you know, you're out of a job and that, that has implications going forward. And so kudos to you for, taking that action because now where you're at now, you're an entrepreneur and now you're impacting women solopreneurs all over the place. And I saw that testimonials. Uh, I, I think I saw some men in there too. Do you also cater to men as well? There are some men that I do work with. Most of my clients just tend to be women. And I think it's because they relate really strongly to my, to my story of wanting to have time for their families, time for their kids. Hmm. I mean, I relate to that. So that's fine. That's, that's fantastic. And I relate to what I relate to more than anything, Vicki is results, you know, and it depends to, on me. It's what other results that can be um, generated by any individual process strategy, whatever it happens to be. And the next thing that's very important to me are the values that are behind that person. You know, are they in alignment? Uh, and I could tell with you, they would be with me for sure. Your values are, they're just uh, over the moon. Awesome. I can tell just by talking to you. Um, and I can't wait to dig into this whole Colby index thing that has got me so daggone curious because uh, if, if you could kind of explain what that is, uh, I guess how you found out about it, what was your experience with it the first time you went through the process and what has happened since because of your being exposed to this amazing uh, tool, if you will. Yeah. So I was, I was working with a coach because, you know, coaches have coaches. It's an appropriate thing to do. And she was just like, listen, everybody I work with gets this assessment. You need to go take this Colby index. And I'm like, okay, you know, we've all taken a bunch of different assessments. I know I have. And I was like, I didn't expect it to be different, but I took it and I got my results and what it is, is unlike things that measure your personality or your IQ or your skill set, this measures your natural style for problem solving and how you approach work. Okay. And when I got my results, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this makes so much sense. This is how I approach work. And these are my strengths and how I approach work because it's always done from the positive. Everything in there is a strength. And I love that the very top of it says, congratulations, you got a perfect score because <laughs> your way of doing it is perfect for you. 
And only 5% of the world is wired the way you are. And yet we've been kind of brought up like, this is the right way to do things. But it's only the right way to do things if you're wired to do them that way. Otherwise, it's like, no, you're you're actually harming yourself by doing it that way because it costs you energy when you do things unnaturally. So yeah, this, this is, is a great example, Brian. I've got to share this. So think about please. are you right-handed or left-handed? Am I? I'm right-handed. Okay. So when you print your hand with your right hand, like you don't even have to think about it. It's just what you do. Now, if I asked you to print your name with your left hand, <laughs> you'd have to think about it. Yeah. It would be slower. The results would not be as good. And you'd be like, please don't keep making me do this. <laughs> That's what it's like to work against your natural style of doing. It's wow. like writing with the other hand. What a phenomenal, super simple example, uh, an explanation. Yeah, we were talking uh, before uh, we came on the air. And it, yeah, it just it makes nothing but sense how, you know, I can, you know, we were talking earlier where I would say, yeah, you, you see somebody doing something and you're thinking, I should be doing it that way. They have success that I don't have. So I'm going to start doing it their way. And then you go to do it their way and you're like, Ugh, this is like arduous. I don't like it, but that's how they did it. And that's how they became successful. So I'm going to just power through. And so what you're talking about, what this Colby Index is providing people is basically a roadmap to tell them what they are already incredibly good at that they will. And if, when you're good at something, you typically enjoy it. <laughs> it just seems to kind of go one on one. Yeah. And then that also tells you what it also tells you what you should not be doing and potentially outsource that to someone else or something else. And that's why you. Vicky are able to get up every morning and not have that feeling of, Ugh, I have to deal with this in the morning. Is that a pretty fair assessment? It, it is. It, it allowed me to go, here's, here's my strengths. And they're all strengths. And here's where it's not my strength. So either technology is going to substitute or I'm going to have somebody do it, or I'm just going to go, that doesn't matter enough to me to even do it anymore. Ugh, this is like such a breath of fresh air. And the cool thing, uh, there's so many... I love this 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 show because I learn all this stuff. I said it earlier, and the thing is, is this is I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little fun. This is absolutely brand new, ever never seen before. The Colby Index has just started uh, to exist. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's been around for more than thirty years. So some of the, I mean, and a lot of people haven't heard of it, but yet Microsoft is using this. Oracle is using this. If you're into sports, the Phoenix Suns use this because Kathy Colby is based out of Phoenix. So she Ooh. helps them use it to actually decide who they're going to draft. Oh, no. On their teams. That's a little insider secret. But a lot of Fortune 500 companies use this and they use it to ensure that the right people are in the right jobs. Because if I put you in a job, let's so one of the areas is is how you gather information. And some people are really good at bottom lining things like they can just they can look at something and go, these are the three most important things to know. And they do it naturally. And then there's other people who they are great at details. Like if you want to know something, they're like an encyclopedia. Like they have all the details. They know all the stats. They know every and they want to tell you all of it. If I put somebody super detail oriented in a job that really requires bullet point bottom lining, they're going to fail. 
But if I put them in a job where they need to be researching and in depth, like I want the person who's trying to discover cancer's cure to be a little detail detail oriented. I kind of want that. I also want them to naturally innovate and try new things. And so we can use this as a way to determine who's a good fit for different positions. Because yeah, I need an assistant, and this is true. I need I need an assistant that's really good at processes and systems and developing them. I'm okay at it. But that's another area. How do you naturally organize? Like Brian, you were saying that you struggle with like having a set routine. Like that just feels ugh. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Well, you likely fall into the area of how you organize as an adapter, meaning you like to change it up. You like to have it different. I don't want to drive the same way to the mall this day as I did the other day. I don't want to do the exact same order of things. And how that can benefit is if you have somebody who constantly needs to bounce from thing to thing and change it up and never do it the same way, that's great because you have people who are wired that way. But I kind of want the pilot of my plane to go through the checklist every day in the same <laughs> yes. order and not miss anything. Absolutely. And so there are these four areas that we each have a strength in. So the first one is called fact finder. It's how you gather information. So are you the person that gets all the details or you're just grabbing the highlights? And then there's a middle zone in between that kind of is in between getting it all and not getting it all. Then how you organize information or just how you organize period is anything from like what we described with you being probably an adapter where it's like changing it up, got to have some variety, cannot have the same thing all the time to the person who is, you know, we have to have the plan. We need to follow the plan. Like that's the person you want when you really need a plan to follow. And so there's that person. And you're a, you're a mix of those two. And then we get to the third one, which is how you handle risk and uncertainty. Mm. And you're either somebody who really likes to maintain the status quo, like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Or you're somebody like me who's like, this is kind of, eh, it's fine. Let's do something different today. Let's come up with innovative ideas. Let's play. Let's experiment. Let's see what happens. And so you're in that, you're always somewhere in this range. And then the final piece is Kathy Colby calls it the implementer. I personally call it the builder function. And you're either at the top part where you can envision what you want to have built, or you're the person picking up the tools, building the house. So are you making the blueprint or are you the person who is actually physically building in a master with tools? And can you see how every one of those is a strength? We need all of those, but we don't need to be all of those. We just need to be who we are. And if you can align the work you do with how you naturally work, mm. life is more fun. And then you hire people to do the others. When I wanted my bathroom renovated, that's not my skill set. Like that is not my zone of genius. I hired somebody, but you better believe I was like, I want this and I want this and I want it to look like this. I had the vision, but I needed them to execute the vision. So I needed that person. 
So I hire those people. I stink at keeping my books. I'll admit it. I do not like the detailed process of bookkeeping. I have a bookkeeper. I don't do that anymore. I spend 10 minutes once a month sending her the information she needs and she takes care of the rest for me. That was the big, that was one of the things that was like an, oh, it's bookkeeping day. <laughs> I don't have that day anymore because I go, oh, it's financial Friday. I have to spend 10 minutes sending my stuff off to, to Krista to take care of me for the month. So it's really a beautiful way to run your business is to know here are my strengths and here's what I'm great at and how I do my work. And it also affects the order you do things in. Mm. So I'm curious, Brian, like if I gave you a like, hey, Brian, like let's let's um, put together a new website of books that are for kids who want to be entrepreneurs. What's the first thing you would do? Get a domain name. And then how would you how would you come up with what what the domain name is going to be? So I'd ask them what's their book about and let's go over different phrases and make sure the dot com is available. And if it's not, yeah. go through a thesaurus and look for similar ones. Use alliteration where possible because I like alliteration in web addresses and company names and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. And then what would you do next? Then to go over branding colors. What do they want to color it with? But uh, basically, what is what is the essence of it? What do they want to what do they want it to provide results so we can put the ad copy together? Yeah. That would. Uh, so you're you're it. like describing all of the like the idea piece, the visioning and the idea piece. You haven't talked anything about, you know, well, let's put together the framework and the plan or, you know, let's start writing out the copy. Like all of that's going to come later for you. And I think my sister is watching. My sister's a teacher. And uh, her first thing that she always does is I got to create my teaching plan. <laughs> and then once she has her teaching plan, then she'll go get some details. Then she'll. She'll look to see what she's already done before and maybe she'll tweak it and maybe she won't, but she has a whole different process. So everybody has a different order they do things in. And you always start with what's your highest strength. So for you, it's probably innovating. Mm. And so it would be coming up with the ideas like, what are we going to call this and what colors are we going to do? And and everybody has that. And that's how I started. But my clients start with the details. Interesting. So I can't go into a coaching session and go, let's talk about some ideas today, guys. <laughs> I have to start with, so tell me what's going on. And they'll go, well, I was reading this book or I was doing market research. And that's where they start at. So I meet them where they are. And when you understand how other people are wired, you learn how to work with them better. And what I love about this is it's, you know, there all the other uh, tools that I'm familiar with are primarily based on personality traits. And so that you can, and they, they are helpful to, in their own re respect, you know, to help you to meet them at their personality. Uh, but at mm -hmm. the same time, you're not meeting them at their strengths necessarily uh, personality and what, and so this dives in a different, it goes deeper. It doesn't really like say, Oh, well, they're, they're highly analytical, so you need to talk to them in numbers and stuff. No, it's just how do they go about doing it? That's what you talk to regardless. So you don't, you're not labeling them as a certain personality type. You're basically determining what they are really good at and meeting them there. Is that, 
Does that sound yeah, accurate? Yeah, you're you're looking at, you know, how how do they do their work? So I have a lot of clients who don't like change. And so when change is required, I start with, let's talk about what's going to stay the same. <laughs> I love it. And they're like, oh, okay, all of that's staying the same. So I'm like, and we're going to, we're going to tweak these things. And because many of them, again, they like a lot of detail and they like to have the research to back it up. We're going to change these things. And here's some research on why we're going to change it to be this way. And then they'll accept it. And so, and you know, some people might go, well, that's manipulative. It's not, it's understanding here is how they're wired to do work. And I'm meeting their needs by keeping them from getting stuck. Cause that's why I started using it with my clients. They were getting stuck at these weird spots. I'm like, why are they not making the change? Well, cause they are not wired to want to have change. And because they're not wired for change, I need to realize that and then go, Oh, let's start with what's staying the same. And then we'll talk about the change. Or I'm like, why do they keep asking me so many stinking questions? Like let's move on. And it's like, well, because they need more information. So they were getting stuck because they thought they needed to know more. And for them, they did. I didn't think they needed to know more, but they think they do. So then I can support them and go, well, what else do you think you need to know mm. in order to move forward? And I have to start every class with, here's the plan we're going to be following today. Because a lot of them require knowing we have a plan. I can't just wing it with them. Interesting. And so it allows me to really meet them where they are. My sister kind of uses this with her students in the classroom even. So, for example, the kid who's fidgeting all the time, they're probably somebody who's going to be good at building stuff because they like working with their hands. My son's a drummer. He's very high in the implementer section. He's a, he loves using his hands. The kid whose backpack, Brian, maybe maybe I'm going to catch you on this one. Was your backpack usually pretty messy? Uh, I, I'm old enough where I never even had a, well, a backpack. Was college. your trapper keeper like filled with papers that weren't in the right folder? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was actually fairly organized back in college days. Is when I had a backpack. Okay. Because what I find is like a lot of kids, if they're if they're super disorganized, they're usually an adapter. They're, they're usually like systems. Eh, I don't need a system. It's it's in the bag. That's my system. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would I would just put in what I needed for that day and no particular order, just but made sure I had what I needed and that was it. Yeah. Didn't really sweat the detail. I mean, I know everything's in where it's supposed to be. If it's a notebook, I know it's the right one for the right class and the textbook that goes with it. And I always got the pens in the front and they're ready to go. So let's just get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but I love uh, you. You use the word manipulation because it's a it's a very powerful concept that I think people need to understand at a deeper level. And that it's never manipulation so long as the intent is to get you the results that you want and deserve. You know, it's all about intent and that's the intent of Vicky in this case. And you can tell her intent is to get you the results you came to her for. And so it's basically using her knowledge, using her training to get you the results that you are looking for with full integrity. She's yeah. just, you know, extracting the best out of you to get you to the next step. And is, is getting to the next step always a painless thing to do? 
Anyone out there? Can anyone say it always is painless? It's never painless. It's called growth and there are growing pains. And so that's a good thing. So always know that there's going to be some kind of hesitation, resistance going on internally. And when you feel that, but you know that that the intent is for to get the result, that's when you say, I accept it. Let's go. Go for it. I don't care. Uh, it's going to, I'm yeah. just going to go with it. Yeah. And when so, your yeah. desire exceeds the pain, you're willing to be uncomfortable for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the key to growth, isn't it? I mean, it's, uh, I forgot who said it, but uh, one person said that the key is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, to seek discomfort, you know, not, not, we're not talking physical discomfort, but emotional discomfort where, uh, that's going to be different. I don't know if I'm going to get rejected. I don't know if that, but I know that because Vicky has done it because Vicky has succeeded using it. I know that the probability of my succeeding is pretty high. I know I'm not going to do anything against my values. It's just, uh, it's change. It's different. It's going to, it's going to feel weird, but oh my gosh, it makes it that much more rewarding when you do take that step and you pick up the phone or you go to the website but let's say to Vicky's website and you have that initial chat with her. Uh, that's always a, a, you know, intrepidous thing to do. It's like, Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Is she going to charge me $200,000? Like all you have to do is say, no, if it's too much, just make that next step, do it. <laughs> that's it. It's just take that step. Uh, and that's, that's what keeps so many people from success. I mean, have you noticed in your coaching in your walk with coaching other clients that, that one hesitation can trip someone up for a very long time in succeeding and getting to the next step. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it, you know, the, the blocks come in all different forms. Mm. And so sometimes it's just, you know, what's the worst thing that happens? And, and, um, Oh, I'm trying to think of whose Ted talk it is. He does fear setting. It's, uh, it's a great Ted talk. If you, if you, if you really want to look it up, just look up TED Talk and fear setting. And it's like you look at like what's the absolute worst thing that could possibly happen? And then you're like, OK, if that happened, what would I do? Like, what would I do? And then you go, well, you know, maybe it wouldn't be so bad if somebody says no. What would I do? Well, I still get up and do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It's not that bad. And so, it, you know, some of it is just helping us realize like the worst thing is not really that bad. At the yeah, end of a, the day, we, we, we've survived all the bad things that have ever happened to us already. So we're already winning. It, we're, and it's interesting. It just, just, just happened recently where, you know, we're, we are as human beings are always wondering what if, what if the negative thing happens? And then there, I forgot the name of the woman, but authored a book on the concept of what if it all goes right? Yeah. And it's like, whoa, oh, hey, hang on a second. So right before you get on that call, the sales call, you know, we're all thinking, oh, my God, what if they say no? It's going to be another no. It's like, well, wait a minute. What if it all goes right? And they just yeah. say yes. And just going with that mindset, that little shift. Yeah. And it can be a game changer. It's just the mind is yeah. so powerful. Uh, well, little things I like think, that. too, going in with the, if this is the right fit, it's the right fit. And being yeah. somewhat detached from that and just yes. going, you know what? If we're having a great conversation and I'm the right person to help them with their challenge, then we'll work together. And if I'm not the right fit right now, or I'm just not the right fit, and I know I've done this on my calls where I'm like, 
I am honestly not the right person for you, but I have three people that I know might be a great fit. I'd love to make an introduction. And I would much rather do that and have them work with the right person to get their problem solved because I'm not always the right person and I'm okay with that. And there's so many great things about what you just said there, because on top of that, you know, if you're not a, a right fit, that could end up being a literal cancer to your business because you could have clashes going on that get deeper as you get to know someone deeper. If you're not a fit in the beginning, it, it'll, it'll separate even deeper as you, you get to know them more. And yeah, it's just be okay with saying no. Uh, that's huge. You know, if you're not a fit, then just be okay with moving on. Uh, I get it in the beginning when people are just starting with their business, they have more of a scarcity mindset and anybody with a heartbeat and a credit card with limit on it that will pay the bill, they're going to go after more often than not. But um, it's it's important to have the mindset from the beginning, as soon as you possibly can, to be discerning in who you agree to work with. You know, it's your decision whether or not to take them on as a client. You don't have to if they say, I got the money and I really, really, really want to work with it. It's like, you know, I'm not feeling it. Um, you're a little bit too yeah. high maintenance for me, whatever it happens to be uh, without, you know, let them down gently. But but yeah. like you said, what a great thing is to say, but I do know somebody who might be a better fit for you. Uh, you know, yeah. if you have resources, which, you know, being if you've been around any time, you're going to have other people you can direct people to yeah. get the help they look for. And if not that, someone else who can help maybe direct them to another individual. There's, there's just always a solution. But yeah. that, that's powerful for you to say that because uh, so many need to hear that, that are in a space of scarcity. I, I, I've been there i think almost everyone who started a business has been there at some point where they'll think i'll take anybody as long as they're going to be a client pay money i need it to keep my business yeah. going <laughs> so it's it's a, a known thing and that's okay uh there is this one uh question i love to ask i i just oh it always is one of those uh that invigorates me because i'm so deeply curious uh when it comes to this wonderful world of marketing our businesses because you know, marketing is literally the lifeblood of our business. Without it, we wouldn't have business. One must market, get our business in front of the eyeballs and the ears of our our prospects, our our target markets. And you know what used to work, say ten years ago, maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, probably isn't working all that great right now. I remember back sometime where you could just send a, a blast an email to thousands of people on a list, and they would buy stuff just by clicking the link. Bam. That doesn't happen that much anymore. They want to see lots of freebies and value and things up front. And then what's working today, like right now, well, let's go out in the future 10, 15, 20 years. It probably won't be all that effective 10, 15, 20 years from now. There seems to be this one thing that's common that works no matter what time, uh, what decade, what life you're in <laughs> throughout this process. Mm -hmm. And that would be personal relationships, developing one-on-one -on -one relationships. Aside from that one, this this is what the challenge is with Vicky. If you were to say what right now is the number one marketing strategy that your business uh, employs that is successful getting you more clients, and, you know whether it be referral marketing, Facebook ads, you know things like that, what would you say today is your number one go-to form of marketing strategy that's working now? For me, the one thing that has brought me the most clients is really it, a, a big piece of it is personal, but it is really attending events where there are other people who I can listen in to what's going on for them and then just offer value. 
And that almost every one of my clients has come from me attending some sort of event where I'll overhear them say something. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. And I, I might, it might be a book recommendation I give them. It might be something else. And I'll be like, you know, let's stay in touch. I'll, you know, send you some stuff. And then we move to the personal. But at the end of the day, if you're not building relationships, either through referrals, through networking, through attending events, through being a speaker, pre-pandemic, I spoke all the time. And, you know, when you're in the front of the room and you get to have a conversation with the audience, it builds relationship. And the people who are like, oh, my gosh, I'm leaning in because I, I really am liking what I'm hearing. And then there are people who, you know, they are the person who just goes, oh, I'm going to take this text message instead because this is not my thing. And I'm OK with that. Like, if I'm not your thing, like, I am so OK with that because I don't expect to be everybody's thing. I know I'm wired differently than a lot of people. And so if you're too far apart on the Colby index, you tend to have some friction. So I know that I don't necessarily need to work with everybody. I love it. Oh my gosh, I just checked the time. I want to get a, a quick overview from you about your business more in more detail, like who it is, your, who your target market is. We, we've established female solopreneurs. Are they a certain age group? Um, and what it is you do for them. And, and I know that each one is somewhat customized because of them being different people. But if you can give an overview of that, I'm going to pull up your website. And if you can do a quick, I don't know, three, four minute overview of what you do for your target market. And then if you have a success story you'd like to share with us, uh, that would be phenomenal as well. Would that be cool? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Let's pull up that website. There it is. So go ahead, take it away. Yeah. So most of my clients are women solopreneurs. And what has happened is they loved the idea of being an entrepreneur, but they're not always super consistent. And they have shiny object syndrome <laughs> and they get FOMO. And so they're trying all these things and they're like, why isn't it working? What's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? And so they'll just be frustrated. And many times they're about ready to give up and go back and get a job, even though they don't want to. And so instead of buying more courses and more things, we usually have a conversation and I'm like, what is it you really want? And I help them get clear on, you know, what is it you want? How do you want it to be? And then I go, it's possible. It's not always going to be 100% easy, but it's possible. So it really starts with, creating that clarity around who they are and what they want, which is why everybody gets a Colby index when I work with them. And then it's around then learning to manage their, their energy. And when I say manage your energy, it's learning how to show up with your tank on full so that you are actually ready to do the work and to get into flow. If you are showing up to your work on empty, you are not showing up. And so that includes self-care. It includes, that's why I loved mind, body, business. It's like, you got to have the right mindset, the right taking care of your body and taking care of your business every day. And then we get into some of those ownership skill sets because it's like, if they're, if they don't know their numbers, if they don't know who their client is, if they don't know how they should market and your Colby will let you know how you should market too, because your strength will basically tell you this is your best marketing strategy. 
And then we just start working through those ownership skill sets on what is it they're missing? What do they need? Do they need systems? Do they need marketing help? Do they, what is it they need? And then we just start building it. And because I work very intimately with my clients, I don't take on a lot of clients every year because I'm basically their business partner for a while. And that I'm like in there helping them design and craft and realign their business. And so one of my clients, she uh, she's in social media and she was actually people's social media manager. And her Colby profile is not wired for her to do that. And it was exhausting her. And she was making good money doing it, but it was exhausting her. And she was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I think I'm just going to retire. And what we did was we really looked at how she's wired to work. And we're like, well, what if we realign things? Because she's kind of a natural strategist. She's really, really into the details and creating plans. So she's a natural strategist. And we rebuilt her business around strategy and around using LinkedIn as the key platform that she helps people develop strategies around. She is loving life. She is making money still, but she's enjoying her business and she's excited about what she gets to do. So at the very beginning, when I talked about like, I don't have those kind of days because I've aligned my business to match my strengths and way I do stuff. I've helped her do that too. We've gotten rid of the stuff that frustrates her. And now she gets to focus on the things she loves. And we got rid of all the stuff she didn't need to be doing, or we've minimized it or automated it. And so that's what I want to help more people do is to get rid of the stuff that is draining them and really allow them to focus on what works best for them and to quit trying to be somebody else. Be you. Nobody else can be you but you. If only 5% of the world is wired like you, you should be you. I love it. Uh, and so that website is knowyoutogrowyou.com. So K-N-O-W, no. Then U, Y-O-U, two, T-O, grow, G-R-O-W, U, Y-O-U.com. And, and a, another word, if I may, is... I don't, I don't even know what your price points are, but consider this, those that are considering reaching out, which you should, you should go to that website. She has a form in there where you can get, what was it? Five something. I forget what it said, but there are ways to connect the with five um, things keeping you stuck. <laughs> yes. And that will put you on, I'm guessing your email list. So yeah. that way that you can uh, take advantage of that contact and reach out to, um, to get to know more about Vicki and her services. So know you to grow you. But if you're wondering like, oh, what's this going to cost? I'm like, what would it cost you not to do this? What would it cost your, what is it costing you right now to not know where your strengths are, to be doing those arduous tasks, to not showing up because there are arduous tasks to do that day, because you're exhausted and you've, you've had enough uh, and that you don't have the right help doing those things that they are more wired to do and they love doing, even though you don't like doing them, someone will love doing them. And just think about what it could be literally costing you not to reach out to Vicky. And look, I'm not getting paid by Vicky. This is not a pro promo spot. Uh, when I see something I think is good, I, I shout it from the rooftops. And I think it, it would just behoove you to at the very least reach out. Uh, what would be a great way for people to reach out to you if they just want to say, hey, I want to have a chat with you one-on-one -on -one, as an example? Yeah. So right there, right there on my website, there's at the very top, there's a link and they can get on my calendar. 
that is absolutely the best way. Oh, I see it right there. Book a courtesy call. And there's a couple buttons throughout the website. But yeah, book a call. Let's have a conversation. And I love love doing that because I love meeting people and finding out more about them and how, you know, I might be able to offer some level of support, even if that's, hey, there's a great book on this or, hey, this is a great opportunity for you. I love it. All right. We hit the the end of our hour, but guess what? We still have more to go. If you're okay with that, Vicki, we have two gifts to give away. And then a final question that I'm telling you, nobody wants to miss this question. Nobody, nobody. So two gifts. One is because you stayed with us here live on the mind body business show. And if you aren't here listening live, all you have to do is go to the mind body business show.com and register and you get a free gift worth. I forget if it's a 300 or hundred dollar discount card, uh, discount hotel discount, which is bona fide. I've used them myself personally uh, just for registering. And all we do is notify you when the next show goes live and we give you the link to just click right in your email and you can instantly be here watching and then entering to win this phenomenal uh, vacation stay. It is a five night vacation stay at a five star luxury resort of your choosing from multiple locations from all over the world. Unbelievable giveaway. You want to definitely uh, be on watching live. I see there are several here with us right now. So I'm going to put that up on the screen and don't go to the site yet. Don't go there. Just write it down. (laughs) Promise me you will write this URL down. And then after the show is over, then go ahead and uh, register or enter to win. And then we will then process that right after the show's over. Don't worry. We're not going anywhere. So here it is. I'll put it up on the screen for those of you that are here watching live. That is ryp.im forward slash vacation. Just write that down. RYP, that stands for reach your peak. I-M forward slash vacation, all lowercase. Write that down after the show is over, after we sign off, then go straight over there and enter to win. I can't wait to see who that winner is. And then a little birdie told me by the name of Vicki Iba, not saying she's a bird, but um, she has also got a gift for one lucky person, and that is going to receive... Well, I'll let you take it away there. Uh, yeah. So I, I love doing the Colby Index for people. And so I thought, you know what? Since we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that and somebody's going to be like, man, I wish I could get that. I wish I could have that. I'm going to pay for your index. And then we're going to do a one-on-one review session and go over your results and talk about how you can use that to strategize your business differently and to... Uh, Get rid of the stuff you don't like, hire that out, and have more flow. Mm. And then let's see. Huh. That was more. The lucky winner will be contacted by email. Okay, so how do they enter to, how does this one lucky person get chosen? You know what? I think the easiest thing to do is for you to randomly pick somebody who's still here live. I think that's the fair thing to do. I can't see actually who's watching. You can't see the people. No, I can't actually pull up who's watching live. I so can't if see they it. comment, can you see them then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the, say, the first person to say they want it gets it. All right. Say, pick me in the comments. Pick me. And you've got it. You better hurry up. We're about to close this off. So good. I love it. I'm going to type it in there. Pick me. <laughs> in fact, Oh, there it is. Wanda Reynolds, you are the lucky winner. Wanda Reynolds, uh, pick me. <laughs> she followed up. All right. So Wanda, um, let's Wanda, see. Wanda, can you please email me 
at Vicki, V-I-C-K-I, at knowyoutogrowyou.com. And then I will coordinate with you. So it's, and I'm excited yeah. to see what your profile says you are. Is it, yeah, V-I-C-K-I, right? Yep. At knowyoutogrowyou.com. That's why I put that up on the screen. So email her. Be sure to get that into her. Ah, oh, that's fantastic. I'm excited. Uh, let's see. We got another comment. She says, sure. Right on. Wanda Reynolds, congratulations. Oh, my gosh. I'm envious. I want to be that. I want to be picked. Yeah, gun it. All right. So <laughs> I will reach out to you later, Vicky, for sure. So um, we have one final question to ask you before we call this a night. And I, I don't ever end a show without asking this question. It's become one of the most profound and powerful questions I've ever asked anyone in my life. And I started doing this back when I started this show. Oh, my gosh, about five years ago. On occasion, I'd ask this question and it started hitting me. The answers were like, whoa, this is pretty amazing. So I decided to end every show with the same question. And what's going to happen with your approval, uh, Vicki, will be you'll be part of a compilation book with your answer to this question. And it's pretty phenomenal, powerful. The cool thing is there is no such thing as a wrong answer. Just like the, uh, uh, what is it, Colby assessment, Colby index. Yeah, uh, everybody it, gets perfect score. <laughs> it's perfect score. You're right. And that's it. And, and it's just the opposite. The only, just like Colby index, the only correct answer is yours because it's unique to you. Isn't that cool? This is like perfect alignment right here. <laughs> so with that, let me get set here. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Vicki Iba, how do you define success? Ooh. I think for me, it's, it's having freedom. It's having time freedom. It's having freedom of choice. It's having freedom to um, be myself and to do work my way and work with people that I love to work with and to not feel limited by anything going on in um, my business. And as stated earlier, that was the absolute perfect and correct answer. I told you it was a guarantee. It, it, you just can't get it wrong. I appreciate you. Uh, you have no idea how much, Vicki, for coming on and spending your valuable time, not just with me, uh, which I do definitely appreciate that, but also and also with everyone who came on to watch this live and all of those that are going to be privy to this incredibly valuable information that you provided uh, over the course of days, weeks, months, and years, because this is also syndicated on 35 podcast platforms that will be dropping uh, sometime after we're done and my team edits it. And it's going to be on Roku and Amazon Fire TV, so on on-demand television that's available to millions worldwide. It's just the whole purpose of this is to get exposure to amazing people like Vicki so that she can have the ability to serve and impact more people in a positive way. And that's why I love what I get to do is I get to interview amazing individuals like none other than Vicki Iba. So thank you, Vicki, so very, very much for providing this incredible content and value for not only myself, but all of our viewers and listeners. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. And thank you, Brian, for having this incredible place where people can come and, and learn and grow and experience different people and learn from you know, we all have different messages and different ways of doing things. And now 
you have this beautiful platform where people get to come and, and absorb that. Thank you so much. It, yeah. It warms my heart to be able to do this. Truly. I love helping people. And this is, this is that, you know, sweet spot, which I'm sure the Colby index will say, yep, he does like that. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, on behalf of the amazing Vicki Iba, I am your host, Brian Kelly of the Mind Body Business Show. That is it for tonight, everyone. Please do two things before we sign off. Just promise to do these two things. One, go out and crush it and serve more people. Number two, above all else, please, everyone, be blessed. That is it for us tonight. Take care, everyone. Until the next episode, we will see you again sometime later. Hasta la vista, baby, as a buddy of mine used to say. We'll, we'll see you later. So long. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.